Welcome to the Four Corners Podcast with Lenny Marcus. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Neil Potter. Hey there. Four topics, 15 minutes each. We're just killing time. Kill it with us. Our Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram is the number 4C Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes. Listen to us on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Today's guest is originally from Flushing, Queens, now resides here in Manhattan. He's a comedian, writer, actor, producer, and ordained rabbi. He is the founder of Roasted Daily Productions, Inc., a boutique creative content development and consulting firm. He provides personal services to a diverse mix of A-list celebrities and pro athletes, including numerous Oscar, Grammy, Emmy-nominated artists and performers, a frequent guest on TV and radio programs such as Fox News, WPIX, Access TV, Sirius XM, Bloomberg, WOR, ABC, blah, blah, blah. He's appeared in feature <laughs> films, including an appearance in an award-winning documentary called when Jews were funny, buckle up, kids. This one ought to be a doozy. It's the one, the only Mike Fine. <laughs> wow. Thank, thank you, like you Lenny. Yo, that was great. We were going to plug my website at the end, but they yeah, don't need to the- go there anymore because you just basically read everything that's on there. So that's <laughs> well, I took. Well, I have to find out something about you. I can't just make it yeah, up, Yeah, that's it. We, we basically uh, scratched the surface, you know. And you have seven more pages on that website, yeah. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, that was just the last couple months. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, not bad. Believe me, I didn't touch everything. We'll get to some of the, the stuff oh, I want to talk I about. I can't wait for you to touch everything. Yeah. <laughs> so. Mike Fine, I consider you an old soul. Like, you remember, Neil, remember what? You ever watched Broadway Danny Rosen at the beginning, all those old comics yeah. sit around and they talk about tell great Danny Rose stories. Mike would be one of those guys if they <laughs> shot it, like if he was in that era. Because you have that like Joe Franklin, Uncle Floyd, Borscht Belt kind of feel to you. Well, it's, it's funny you say that. I'm actually friends or were friends with a lot of people that were in the table. In scene. Oh, Will Jordan was a very close friend. Yeah. Uh, um, Howie Storm, a uh, close friend. Wow. Uh, Joe Franklin, who was in there, I was very close with Joe. How famous were those guys? They were huge, right? The, the biggest thing on the planet. Like it's, at the Catskills and what like what year were the, the height of that? The 50s? It, uh, yeah, that basically like my friend Will Jordan, when he went on Sullivan, 60 million people were watching him. Wow. His first spot he went on. He was an impressionist, right? The, the, the greatest impressionist ever. He did uh, that Sullivan impression. And everybody that did Ed Sullivan uh, copied uh, Will, Will doing Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan actually would watch Will Jordan doing Ed Sullivan so he could uh, liven himself up because he was a very <laughs> stiff, stiff. Yeah, very stiff. So he was trying to realize why was everybody laughing at this impression. <laughs> so he was watching Will to do an impression of himself. That's how. Uh, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, and and, and and how he wound up uh, directing uh, Rhoda, you know, uh, really? uh, Mor- Mork and Mindy. Uh, he did a bunch of Woody Allen films. He, he was on Take the Money and Run. He was like, uh, Woody taught him how to direct. Yeah, so many talented. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Um, and how, why are you even interested in that? Let's go back. Like when you're a kid, you're not that old. You're not old enough to remember any of this stuff. Like even I was at the end of the Catskill era. Yeah. Like we would go up there. Um, in December and stuff like that to, you know, just that was the outing from the 
the couple's club of the temple would go up there. But that was the very end. So I saw those guys. I thought they were ancient, but they were probably only like the, in their 50s. What, what, what was but, Well, the first thing about that is, is you guys went up in December. That's off peak. Didn't your dad uh, make a good living? No. That, 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 <laughs> he that, didn't. That, that's like even the below living social prices <laughs> or a Groupon. That's, that, that's like you, no, you, that, you, you win a charity auction. I don't know if you know when kids have, are off at school, but that's when it <laughs> yeah. is. No, oh, I, I uh, used to go up and visit my uh, grandparents uh, in the Raleigh, the Pines, but when I was very young, three years old. Uh, and we, you remember them? Well, well my, my dad used to sit me uh, on the tele- in front of the television set. Uh, we would watch uh, Benny Hill. The Honeymooners, right. Amos and Andy, I Love Lucy. But that's different than this. How do you do find out about these guys? So I was conditioned to like that, the older type of humor, the clean type of humor. And it turns out that, you know, later on, you know, I'd hear my parents talk about it. And then, uh, I, you know, when I decided to become a comedian, I, you know, you want to see who inspires you, who you connect with. And I connected right away with people like Shecky Green, Freddie, uh, Freddie Roman, mm. Alan King. Pat Cooper, Jackie Mason. So those types of people uh, inspired me. And when I continued uh, on my journey, I wound up becoming friends with these people. It's like the craziest. Uh, it is a crazy thing. Yeah. Before we get there, but you yeah. decided to become a stand-up comedian. So where did you go to school? Uh, to become a comedian? No, but I mean, where did you go to school to, to uh, do whatever? And what were you going to do? Uh, um, well, I think I was always going to be a comedian. But I went to yeshiva my whole life uh, with private schools. and. What about uh, college? Uh, college. I did one semester of KKK Kingsborough Community College, <laughs> K on the Bay, and then uh, that didn't uh, last too long. And then uh, it turns out I think I had like a 1.2 GPA, and then it's like, yeah, this isn't for me. And then I went to to Israel. I went to Talmudical College for two years in Israel. Oh, okay, and so with the idea of being a rabbi. Uh, not, necess- not necessarily. I always wanted to to be a comedian. <laughs> Following Jackie Mason's footsteps, it's, all his family were rabbis. <laughs> then he left. It, right? It's actually very funny. I uh, I'm good friends with Jackie, and I I tell him it's very funny. We're very similar. He started out as a rabbi and became a comedian. I started out as a comedian and became a <laughs> rabbi. So it's you know that it's sort of like my career tra- trajectory right now. It's like everybody always used to say, "Don't work Jewish. You're too Jewish." Right. I'm actually trying to get more Jewish now. Like the last name <laughs> Fine's not. I'm actually going to add. A Berg or a Steen, I'm, I'm Mike Feinstein or whatever. I think that's taken. So I'll, I'll go with Feinberg. Or it's funny that you say that because there is a huge market for it, for a comp Jewish that highly more Jewish than I am comedy. Yeah, tell that to the agents at Gersh. Yeah, <laughs> well the agents that part they yeah. don't care. Uh, they, they're anti-Semitic. Can I tell you? I, I, it's so true you say that, and I agree with you. And it, it's very, very funny. I, I just was out in California pitching uh, some projects, and it turns out that uh, you know one of the shows I went in to pitch, and before I even did my pitch, the guy's telling me about how his favorite shows on television are Kirby Enthusiasm and Mizell. So then I pitch him my show, <laughs> likes the show. He said, my only word of advice, you know, send me something, but just don't make it too Jewish. I said, you just picked the, the two shows you love the most are so... It, it, it's the two top two that, Jewish that, that, shows. That's sh- that show business. So that's show business. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of amazing. It, they don't know it's fine. It's good until it's d- good. 
know well, what I mean? Well, they don't know it's good until it's been good. Well, well that unfortunately that's the problem with comedy today. The state of uh, by the way, Neil, keep it down a little bit. So, so, so it turns out that uh, the comedy they, they compartmentalize it too much. They're, being a, uh, telling jokes, writing jokes, your only objective should be is to get the laugh, set up punchline, get the laugh, move on to the next one. Right. Today it's all about uh, giving a uh, being a social justice warrior, getting out a message. Is it too Jewish? Is it too this? Is it too risky? It's people lost focus. It's, they kind of like saying too. It's too Jewish, Neil. Do you think this is they say too Jewish? But they would never ever say too black or too Asian. Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, no, I agree. I mean, I think the same thing is all the popular shows. Uh, you know, Seinfeld, Curb. They're they pretty, all, had, all pretty Jewish. I mean, but <laughs> but I guess they just don't want anybody to they know it or something. It. Yeah, they it's just like this say weird. It. Oh, yeah. you got to hide it or something? It took them seven very... seasons to put a rabbi in there, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, well it, it's funny. You turn on any network show. I don't, I don't know. If, I haven't watched television in 25 years. But, you know, the, the television today, if if there's not a, a, a Spanish-speaking character, if there's not a LGBT, you know, they, they're very specific going after a target. Except for Jews. Except for, exactly. <laughs> they except, don't want Jews in there. And the funniest part about it is it's, it's the Jews telling other Jews, Jews not to be Jewish. That's right. That Jackie Mason was telling me that. That when he would be uh, his biggest fans were in the flyover states. You know, if you go down south, you have all the Bible Belt Christians. You have the evangelicals. Right. Th- those are the biggest tourists. Is they're fascinated by. It. They love them, and it's those true. are the people. Uh, you know, they love going. My father was a travel agent. That's what he did. Oh, he sent groups to Israel back yeah. in the day before there was any online. You could do that stuff. You know, and it's tough to get people there back in that day. You got to set up the travel, set up the planes, call you know the airline. Different world now. Anybody hit a button, do it themselves. The business is kind of weird and dead. But um, can I backtrack a second? Yeah. What happened to the Catskills? I always ask this question. Like, oh, but wait. why did it die out? Okay, like and why is that world gone? Hold on, we'll get. Let me just finish my thought here. One second. So my dad, uh, he would say the be- biggest groups were all from the south. They yeah. all wanted to see what was going on in the the old city of Jerusalem. Back to Neil's question: Why did it die out? The hotels got old. Right. Uh, the they, people got old. The people got old. It, 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 well, well, different th- times. Well, th- there are many different reasons. But I would say the the main reasons where they say uh, air travel became cheaper, so people didn't have to go up to the mountains as much. You could go to point. Florida. You could go to California. And they weren't all in the city anymore. People went out to Long Island. Yeah, yeah, and 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 another another very important part was is the family structure broke down. It, you know, the, the 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 whole thing with going up to the mountains was is that uh, for the summer, the kids, instead of sending them to camp, the whole family could go up, stay in the hotel for two months. The father would come down, work during the week, come up on the weekends. The mother would be there with the kids. Today, people don't get married as much, or they don't have the kids. They don't have the patience. Kids want to go to a hockey camp. So there were, and also the grandparents would come. It would be like a very family-oriented thing. And also, you know, uh, the, the, the county up there, Sullivan County, where all these, most of the hotels were situated, uh, it had a big economic uh, depression, you know, and a lot of people left, and it was hard to uh, the sustainability oh, to, to keep them all open. Because the, the these, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise ship, you know, where you'd have like six pools, four movie theaters, a yeah. shopping mall. So it's the same thing. You would not have to leave the entire resort. You'd have everything you want. So the the operating cost was a fortune. Yeah, I see it like I can see it on Maisel. 
that world a little bit. You know, yeah. the second season of Maisel, they, they did it. And but. anything that happens on Maisel uh, <laughs> is, is all nonsense. It's all, that's not how it was back then. It's, they uh, it was they a got com- me. They got oh, me. Oh, it's the worst show in the history of shows. <laughs> I want to throw up just. Uh, Mike, what, yeah. did you grow up Orthodox? Yes, I grew up uh, Orthodox, and, and uh, yeah. You didn't grow up wondering, what, what is the apartment on Maisel called? The, uh, the, the f- something six. Yeah, the six. Oi, <laughs> What's the, the six? Classic six. The classic six. It's like six Oi, rooms. Damn, so. I want one of those yeah. apartments. By the way, am I the most Jewish guest you've had up until I'm now? I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm up to whom I tied with, Greg Stone or uh, who? who uh, we did have the Stone Brothers. Yeah, the Stone Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. The, the stone brother, not yeah, Greg Stone, I'm, the other stone. Oh, I'm I'm a little more Jewish than them. Yeah, <laughs> a little more. Yeah. Um, yeah. what is Roasted Daily Productions? Tell tell everybody your business. Uh, that's a great answer. So, uh, it's uh, it's I didn't a, answer anything. You answered. <laughs> so it's a production company, uh, but I also do a lot of consulting work. I consult with everyone from uh, performers, entertainers, celebrities, politicians, uh, business executives, and I provide them comedic content. I punch up. Uh, Jokes for them. I can roast, s- all that stuff. Roast. If, if they're doing any media appearances, I help them a lot of times. People are nervous, even if it comes down to instructing them to make eye contact, you know, uh, how to perform in smaller venues versus larger venues. Uh, it's getting, a cool business. Yeah, it's, it's very tailor specific. You know, I've worked with everyone from newbies to... Uh, you know, people running for a president to people running for a mayor. Amazing. To, yeah. You were just saying on the way in that um, what the day you decided, okay, no more club work in New York City was yeah. the greatest day. You didn't work a lot anyway in the clubs, but like, because it's oh, such a grind and hard. But no, no, it's because of my act. I didn't work <laughs> in most of the, the clubs. They didn't get it or it too ju- it, I, again, too Jewy? I, I didn't want it, it, it because first, first too of clean. All, first of all, I'm got, this may be the most controversial statement I, okay. ever on the on this show. <laughs> I believe maybe 90% of what you would call comedians today working aren't really comedians. What uh, are they? There are people that are getting up on stage. They're, you know, talking into a microphone, but they're not real comedians. They're not true comedians. It goes back to what I was saying before. A, a comedian's goal is to try and uh, get laughter, uh, get a response from the audience. When you show up to work, you know, like anyone could fix like a, a, a pipe, but what makes the guy a plumber? He has a van, he has a trade. This is what he does. It's a craft. They work on it. They, they have uh, uh, clients. Uh, they have the tools to do it. Uh, today, people, they're going, people become a stand-up hoping it'll lead to a sitcom. The, the, their end goal is not to make people laugh. It's to try and use it as a stepping stone. So, so, so having said that, going into the clubs, it's, I'm not going to go on a stage where the guy before me is wearing shorts with a nose piercing, uh, wh- where they have cut off T-shirts, where, you know, it's... it's, it's <laughs> They're tr- not professionals. It, it, it's not professional. I, I don't treat it as, uh, you know, it, it's just, a you know, people hang out. I'm of the school where a comedian or any type of performer, for that matter, unless you are doing a character, they must be wearing a sports jacket, a suit, a blazer, a tie, a sweater, something presentable, Dr- dressing... <laughs> You know what? Even I'll I'll put the sports jacket to the side. Dress better than the people coming to the audience. And the audiences are horrible. Back in the day when people would go to Broadway show, people would get dressed up. They'd wear a dress. They'd wear the, the gloves. 
they'd make a whole night out of it. Today, right. going to the comedy clubs, you're going to kill yourself working on these sharp jokes. Some, some, someone's going to be there. People are on the phone. They don't really want to be there. Some guy told them Dave Chappelle, who's going to stop in tonight, then right. gave them tickets. You know, they're from Holland. They don't even speak English. <laughs> they're sitting. So it, it, it became very counterproductive, you know, to... to or, but when, when you yeah. go to, I don't know what you consider like your rooms whatever like whatever bit when you're doing your act do they dress up uh generally uh the places where i'm performing the it's usually like uh fundraisers corporate events uh private parties they, row synagogue you right know. they put on their good yarmulkes and go yeah, out to and, the show. and their sits is their their tefillin <laughs> the phylactery but all they that. showered and they respect the business yes, yeah. okay well well i actually i wouldn't even say they respect the business it's it's as a performer you have to have some self-respect and dignity i'm i'm not gonna go into a room anymore where the first of all the the bookie the bookers of the clubs today the, they don't know comedy it's the same thing like the 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 agents you know the audiences are so dumbed down that the clubs today they're it's like oh we need to make the 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 comedians more diverse on the lineup why don't you just focus on getting funny comedians and who cares what they look like what nationality that is a good point well that's sort of what the comedy seller does she doesn't really care what you look like i mean she's she's been notoriously like women will say that she hates women, you know what I mean? Black yeah. people will say she hates black people, but the, she has she technically she has a really diverse lineup. Yeah, I I, I uh, diverse lineup, but, but it's funny. Gets last. Yeah, I I've seen the the lineups uh, recently. It's you, you know what? It, Sounding it, a little bitter. That's all I'm saying. It, it's it's not bitter. Listen, at, many years ago, like every comedian says, my dream was to get into the cellar. cellar right. You. It, to perform at the cellar, you know, not to do, okay, fine, it's great. To, it doesn't change your career performing at the cellar. It's Correct. The, it's the same thing. Were you making the exact same amount for a spot if you did Fallon as the yes. night before? So it means absolutely, absolutely nothing. Not. Yes. It, when, when Jackie Mason was telling me, he went on Sullivan. Mm -hmm. The next day, he's walking down the street. Yeah, they're throwing pe money. Yeah. People know who he, Max Alexander said when he went on Johnny Carson, he went from making $500 a day to literally the next day 10,000 a week yeah. from one spot right but yeah. the times have changed that's you got to factor that in we're not in 19 19 75 anymore well mike fine is still in uh, I see. No, 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 no no but my point is 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 that if you're going into a club killing yourself working on the you, you're well, the, the idea is to do that to be ready for something I don't know what that will get you to a bigger audience. Uh, say Netflix. I, I, or I, I, I agree, but the 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 thing is, is by by hanging out in those clubs, yeah. it, it's it's not like it was hanging on the Comedy Store back in the seventies when you're no. hanging around the, the no hanging around the greats. If you know, like comedians, you know, we, we hang out by the Comedy Store, the table upstairs, right? So you're sitting there for hours, you know, in between shows, whatever you instead of growing as a performer, what are you doing? You're hanging around. Like I tell people, if you want to become a great performer, hang around other great performers. And, and, and it's not even about uh, watching them on stage. When you hang out with the, the, the greats and you're constantly trying to one up them, it's the same thing. If you want to become a better ball player, play with uh, NBA players. Don't play with like a, a peewee league. Okay. You know? Where are you playing with NBA players? And we'll no. So, so, so when I hang around with my, older comedian friends but you are know, you performing with them or are you just hearing stories of like it, 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 getting advice getting input when i sit at a, a table when i was sitting with max alexander elaine boozler or mm -hmm. all these great comedians and you're constantly your mind is becoming sharper to try and uh figure out like an angle like how how to um 
uh, squeeze material out of any situation possible. Right. Your mind is constantly uh, getting sharper. So going to, to a comedy club, going, trying out 15 minutes on people that may not even speak your language, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's stunting uh, performance because they believe that that is what's going to launch their career. That's what's going to, you know, they're, they're hoping that someone's going to walk in with a development deal like it's 1994, you know. I think and, you're generalizing that and everybody is, down there. They're is, all working on their craft. Mike yeah, I mean I work hold on I work with these guys all day long I mean I'm working on the next new joke so so, so uh, by the way so let, let me you, you fall into that 10% okay. you people like Dan Natterman right there, there are comedians that and and by the way Lenny Marcus is hands down <laughs> I'm like his biggest fan I, I, I'm not sure if this has been mentioned I actually went to plug your uh, CD on uh, on on the podcast <laughs> I actually would sell Lenny CDs did, did, I, did I not give you my, I still Absolutely. every time I perform. I he was trying sells to, my CDs as as merchandise. Show. Got it. Be, so because funny. I'm I'm like his biggest fan. Lenny is Lenny's a a, a, a joke smith. He's very very. You're one of the ones that constantly. And and by the way, that is why. Uh, I, and it, I'm the happiest person in the world that you're getting all the success now and notoriety Thank and you. and your careers seems to be taking off. It Bec- is. Yeah. Because I don't know. well, you got Mike Fine on the four uh, corners I podcast. I did. You know how so long it, it took me? It took me 123 shows to get this done. So, 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 so you peaked. So 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 so, 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 so it it turns. It turns out though that you're the you're the ten percent that I was talking about. Wait, wait, wait. What are these great? What are these greats like? Like the, the some of the people that made it, the Boozlers and the Jackie. What do they say to you now? What to do? Yeah, give us one piece like, of what's essence. The, what, what, they, what would they do in this business? They, great they're, question. They're like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a great question. So, so they're. Is it, I'm in the middle of writing a book now, uh, compiling a lot of the advice they told me. One one main takeaway: if you want to be a better performer, a better comedian, be a better person, hands down. And and I'll give you a perfect interesting. A, I'll give you a perfect example. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, what's the worst thing every comedian fears or dreads when they're on stage? The most uncomfortable feeling? Silence, correct? Correct. Correct. People are scared uh, of silence. They're scared to try out a new joke because that silence is walking the plank. When I would go and visit some of my comedian friends, unfortunately somewhere in the hospital hospice, and you have this in a room with someone for two hours, and they tell you they don't want to talk, they're not in the mood, it could either be the most uncomfortable feeling in the world or it could be the most special, magical. You actually, you're communicating with the person by being silent. So if you're able to take that uh, feeling and apply that to on stage, it gives you a whole level of confidence. It gives you the ability to try out material. It gives you, when, when you get comfortable with silence, you're in complete command of, of the room. That's why a lot of comedians, if you watch Jimmy Fallon now, yeah. uh, uh, if you watch him uh, tell his jokes, he hates his writers. The writers are horrible for the show. And you could actually tell by that because when he, it tells his jokes he does set up punchline he doesn't give a beat uh, he, he doesn't skip a beat he doesn't pause for the laugh to come in because he knows the jokes are horrible that he's been given so he's uncomfortable with silence so he which every comedian so he completely jumps to the next joke the, the, there's no seam in the joke set up punchline wait for applause and joke Watch him. If you see his eyes, you're seeing he's just mailing it in. He's rushing through his entire monologue Hmm. because he doesn't want the silence because he believes, and you could see in his eyes, that the jokes aren't funny and he rushes through it. Every comedian 
rushes through something because they're scared of the when you try out a new joke you don't uh if, if it could be a millisecond they just quickly jump onto the next joke they pad it you know one before one after what jokes they know that kill because they're scared to actually let it you know let see what I, yeah interesting all right mike fine Thanks for coming in with that one. Is it over? No, I want to go to the next topic. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about, okay, so now. B- by the way, now now my only shot's getting on Colbert. <laughs> yeah, so. you shit on everybody else. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of clubs left there's for not you. Really <laughs> left. There's, there's one know, in, uh, well, there's a club it, in Milwaukee. Is, is Gladys Hamburger? <laughs> Gladys' Hamburger Harry's still open. Uh, no, um, a- you're also, so. You're an ordained rabbi. Obviously, you grew up Orthodox. And like you said, Jackie Mason said, you know, he's he became less Jewish. You became more Jewish, you know. Um, he didn't become less Jewish. He, 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 just, he, he wasn't a practice. Right, and, right. Yeah. Why? Why? Why ordained rabbi? Why did you wake up one day in your, I guess, 30s and go, I want to be an ordained rabbi? The money. <laughs> really? It's all about the money. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the money. That's what it, I told you. I, Are you I'm, a nonprofit I'm, right I'm, now? I'm, I'm trying to make my, well, I've been a nonprofit for the past 20 years so performing for tech? Jews. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's actually funny. I, I was telling them, uh, the, the, what's the worst feeling uh, when you perform? The, the one thing you never hear after you want to perform, you know, uh, you know, uh, could we give you a check? You know, that's <laughs> that's the worst thing. Or or, or it's uh, how about a ten ninety nine? You know, yeah, and, that hurts. and per- performing for Jews at ten ninety nine. That's ten dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, you get. that's uh, so. so uh, you could use that. Put in that. <laughs> so so it, why did I decide to become? A, yeah. So it was completely by accident. Go ahead, uh, tell so, us. so I became. I grew up Orthodox. Right. I went on the path, off the path, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled with the labels, orthodox, non-orthodox, um, practicing, let's say, you know, let's use that word. Okay. Uh, so it turns out that I, um, it, it's very interesting when, uh, the more I would get, it, uh, I started comedy, let's say 20 years ago, mm-hmm. I was working in real estate during the day, I managing properties, buying flipping homes, I was making a very good living. And then it turns out that uh, while the more I was making with the steady paycheck, I wasn't as observant, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, every week you get your paycheck and, you know, you want to become a comedian. And you, so lo- long story short, you know, many years later, uh, when I decided to go comedy full time, you know, and I still wasn't as practicing or as observant. And then you had to start um hustling to where your paycheck's coming from and you don't know when it's going to happen so you start to really like every dollar you make now you don't take it for granted every day everything you're doing has more of like you have a goal very goal driven and at the end of the day what what's the big thing man plan uh man plans and god laughs so you have your plan that you're gonna this is gonna happen that you do this is gonna lead to this this and that and it doesn't always work like that so uh, I'd wind up killing myself probably, uh, uh, you know, if, if I didn't have, um, you know, I, I started learning in yeshiva with the, a rabbi here on the, the Upper West Side. And at the same time, I took a course to become a chaplain because a lot of uh, my older comedian friends uh, started to get sick in the hospitals and uh, they didn't have family or children or anyone visiting. So uh, to advocate for them, I became a chaplain and then after the chaplaincy course they you know another two years you could become a ordained rabbi I already spent two years in in israel in a talmudical college i got a degree like 20 years ago 
So I figured, you know what, let's uh, complete it. And, uh, you know, I would wind up having to officiate funerals. I officiate So you have. You have officiated. That was one of my questions. You've done funerals, weddings. I I, I know. I've seen you do the wedding. Yeah, I officiated uh, Will Jordan's funeral. I've, you know, officiated complete strangers, you know, without family. You know, I belong to a few chaplaincy groups where they're asking, could anyone drive out to... You know, Long Island, Staten Island, you know, New Jersey, you know. And it's good money, too, believe it or not. People throw you bucks to run the service, right? No, I I never made a penny off of doing it. But you were making money doing real estate then. You were starting to really flip houses and make money, and you just hated that world. Uh, it's not. It, it, it wasn't my purpose in in the world. It's like, like you were. It's like, been a dead end job. But you were young and partying and and going out to eat every night and doing the whole thing. I I had a motorcycle, pickup truck, <laughs> Mustang. You no, know, no. I I and had you three just, cars. It made you miserable. It, it wasn't necessarily miserable. It's. You, you, I think everybody in a in life, whether Jewish, whatever religion, you want to feel fulfilled in whatever you do. So you could be a comedian and you know and you love performing, but still not feel fulfilled in your purpose personal life and in, in in your in your family life and, and even as a performer you know it, it it bothers me like I was saying before it's sort of connected to it when when the comedians show up to a club when people are spending money regardless of whether or not they're tourists or really want to be there it's disrespectful uh, you know for a person to you know just to show up like you know walking up like if you're going out on a date and you show up and the girl's all dressed up and you look like a slob, the girl's going to be pissed off. It's, yeah. the, it's the same mentality when you so, so, show up as a rabbi. But you, when you were there in your real estate days, you, were, you hadn't done comedy yet. No, I was doing comedy. You were doing comedy, making money, doing real estate, and, and it just wasn't working. It, it, well, it's actually interesting. When, when I got it, what, my act? No, just oh, yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Well, well, well. It, it, every, I think everyone in life that the, they have to find the balance of what works, you know, and, and what's important to you, and what the religion was always very important to me. Uh, performing the the art, the science of it was always very important to me. And when I got into comedy twenty years ago, I actually took a course at the Learning Annex, which was given by Lisa Lampanelli. Oh wow! Yeah, and 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 I was I was uh, friends with her, I still am. And it turns out she she's like, you can't be observant and be a performer because you have to work Shabbat, you have right. to do. But, but so I had a struggle with that or a balance. It's like, which one do you want more? Which is more important? But and there are guys who balance it out, Alain Gold and Modi yeah. and. Yeah, but a hundred percent, Mark Schiff. But you're right; you could find a balance. And what? Uh, but what works? What worked for me was like a perfect example. I actually, and this involves Lenny. When I, when I was on my journey, spiritual journey, to try and find balance. Uh, I I got asked to, at the Friars Club to perform for a holiday party. I think it was like fifteen hundred, two thousand bucks for like doing fifteen twenty minutes for a law firm. And they basically said, well, "Come in Friday night, do it, and that's it." I asked my rabbi. He said, "Technically, there's n- nothing wrong if you walk to the Friars Club and you don't use a microphone for fifteen twenty people. To do it. You're not getting paid for working on Shabbat. You're actually getting paid for the preparation. So technically." You can make the 15th. You got a loophole there. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, but, sounds... but, but, but it's a kosher loophole. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it, it turns out I was, I, I was able to do it, but I didn't feel comfortable because I started becoming more observant and I wanted to oh, be consistent. But it, and I definitely need the money. So it turns out I said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm finding balance, whatever. 
And I, I strongly believe you can't get hurt in life, and especially in this business, uh, by doing the right thing. So it turns out I passed on it. I, was, I think I may have even referred you for the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what ended up happening, but one way or you probably didn't get it because I didn't get a commission. But it, tur- <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out, I kid you not, I asked the rabbi this right after services at 7.45 a.m. And at 8 o'clock while I'm walking out, uh, I check my email and I get an email from someone in Connecticut offering to buy my house uh, full price, wasn't even on the market, uh, what, market rate for, for my house, don't have to pay a commission. It was on the market a few months earlier. I would have had to pay a broker's fee like seven, dollars $8,000. Wow. So I got... You think that's karma? hundred <laughs> percent. Things don't happen by chance. And, right. and, and so, and getting back to why I became a rabbi, if I look at my entire career trajectory, I've had so many potential big breaks. I've worked and written for some of the biggest names on the planet. And it's always wonder, like, how come it never led to something else? And if you, you're able to look back and you see the entire arc of the entire uh, career, it's had I got that big break early on at, like, 24, I would have been like Corey Feldman or, you know. Right. I, I would have – too much success too quickly is not a good thing. It's the same thing like uh, young comedians. If they get on late night too soon, they never wind up um, growing their act or developing it because it's they feel like – Or oh, hot shots. Well, yeah. well, well they, they feel like they made, it. they made it and they don't have to kill them. Yeah, and, and it goes for, you know, if you become a movie star or a singer, you know, you stop uh, – so you wind up coasting. So it turns out – So that, you would have never been a rabbi. I w- but even more importantly, getting back to the initial thing – it's more important to be a better comedian. It's important to be a better person. So if I went to spent all these years struggling and working on well, what I learned in, in yeshiva, it's not just what you can't do or what you can't eat. It, it involves uh, speech. It involves how to be a better person, how, uh, interpersonal relationship, you know, how to love thy neighbor like thyself. So how much of your life now is spent being a rabbi and being a comedian, like 50-50? They're 100 percent. You know, it's 24 hours of the day I'm a rabbi, 24 around you know they they they, they <laughs> coincide what, you know? what, are, what do you so what is your day as a rabbi like where does that fit depends in? on what he's got like if he's got a wedding to do we'll go do a wedding if yeah. he doesn't he'll do the show i mean do you have a place you got to go every day well i in the in the i pray <laughs> three times a day morning but you have a temple that you go to yeah on, on 84th street and that's your oh, temp- yeah okay. well i'm not the rabbi there you know but i learn with the rabbi of that synagogue okay. i i help out and the, they have you ever you. done a sermon yeah, yeah. Where? Um, the eighty fourth Street. I, I've I've gotten you know invited to 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 give sermons, but but you know I'm I, looking for another person to put me in the book is really what I'm yeah, trying to say. Which Neil is very important. <laughs> like on Rosh Hashanah when they open the Book of Life and then they write what's going to happen next year oh, and they close yeah, yeah, it on Yom Kippur. Yeah. Neil like, always uh, gives me the Can you get me in the book? Like <laughs> oh, I know okay. somebody uh, just in case. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, you you've arrived. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's when you get in that book. That's uh, while you're doing this, that you also get involved with this Jewish burial fund. Yes. Right. And so now being a rabbi helps you, like you said. You're also officiating like these old comics who were big back in the day. They they end up with nothing, right? And they have nowhere else to turn. Yeah. So no, you help them yeah, kind of reach final destination. 
Yeah, a lot of them, unfortunately, they don't have uh, uh, family or, you know, even a lot of their friends are no longer around because of their age. And so they don't have anyone to advocate for them when they're, they're in a hospital, nursing home, or, or even at home and no one looking out for them. They, they need mental stimulation. We're talking about giants, brilliant people. The, the, the yeah, big, what was Max's? Um, Max Alexander, Alexander right. yeah, Will Jordan, we, we Joe suck. Franklin, Erwin Corey, you know. You have some of the Dick Lord, Bobby Ramsey, some giants, and it turns out that uh, you know they have time on their hands, you know, and uh, it, so a lot of them do have funds, but you know they don't have. Towards the end, uh, I've never met a comedian, and I've been with them. You know, I was holding Will's hand when when he passed. I've never met a comedian or a person that on their deathbed that said, I wish I got one more booking. I wish I could have performed at the comedy cell. <laughs> I wish I could have hung one more night at the back. What table. do they say? Uh, they, they, yeah, they basically, you know, they, they say what's, uh, what they wish they would have done differently. You know, that's are they, a, are a lot of the big ones happy what what they did what they chose i was with someone uh, last night and he he basically said he wouldn't change a single thing no regrets nothing mm-hmm. and w- which is a very beautiful thing i'm um working on a book right now uh co- co-writing a book uh, right. with one of these uh, uh legendary comedians and no regrets and and you know what that's actually like a very beautiful thing uh to hear some of them actually they give advice saying you, you, sh- you don't do this or they regret doing this. One of them says they regret not writing more material. One of them re- regrets, you know, it, 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 there's a whole uh, um, it, to each their own. But I never heard a single one of them uh, say that. So, so that's why also when it comes to, to comedy, like I enjoy performing now because every comedian's killing themselves. Oh, did I get a spot by the cell? Did right. I get paid? Who cares? Like in the grand scheme of things, if you're working at the comics, it means absolutely nothing. If it's meant for you to become a star, something's going to happen. And that's like what I was saying before about my entire career trajectory. If I, you know, if I would have gotten that big break, I went to become the rabbi. If I went to become the rabbi, I went to have started this burial fund. If I didn't start this burial fund and start befriending these older comedians, I went to be hung out with them. If I didn't hang out with them, I went to my mind wouldn't have learned to adapt how to be a better performer, comedian, person. Uh, you know, it, you know it, it, being a comedian also, a better comedian, it's a lot like being in a relationship. There's a give and a take. It's a 50-50. I don't want to mention comedians' names, but you've seen comedians that will go up and they'll just be in a bad mood, and then they don't care. They're just going to rip into the audience, and that's very selfish. So they, they need some, uh, you know... Um, relationship skills. Relationships, and, or they need some... Are you saying they need some churching up? As a, I don't know what other... Uh, well, well I'm, I'm not... They just one, need to just get more spiritual so they don't act like idiots. Well, well to, to each their own, but, you know, if you really want to become a, a great comedian... Well, be nicer. Be nicer, and, and also, what's the first... The first key or element, ingredient to becoming a great comedian. Likeability it, helps. Well, likeability and finding your voice. Okay. They always say it takes 10 years. Seinfeld says, uh, to, everyone says 10 years to right. find your voice. Once you find your voice, you know how to write for yourself. Once you know how to write for yourself, you know, if you have the goods, you, you're going places. So it turns out once you start uh, becoming introspective and working on your character traits, and fi- you will find your voice in six months. 
forget about 10 years, even sooner. If you start realizing who you are as a person, value system, all that stuff, you'll know how your mind works, what's important, and you'll be able to find your... And and that's when I'm working with these executives. Uh, I'm a high school dropout, and yet I, I coach... Uh, Harvard Business School grads, Warden, you know, heads of uh, Fortune 500 companies. Well, as the rabbi would say, Mazel Tov. Oh, Let's move you. on to the <laughs> next one. Um, I want to go to the third corner here because this is a crazy turn, Neil. And I also I have to ask Mike about it. And I know do. you're going to be fast. That's what we do. Here. That's what we do here. You also now times have changed. But five years ago, yeah. I looked it up. This is five years ago at the height of this. It was pretty big. How you big had, was it, Lenny? It was so big, Mike. Keep it, it was, clean. Yeah. <laughs> Cuddle Star. The Cuddle Star thing. You came oh, up with yeah. this thing, son of another alter ego, yeah. probably before the rabbi thing, where you, I don't even, you want to explain this? Like, you would cuddle people. Uh, yes. You had a business. Yeah, well, New York State is a one-party consent. All you need is one party to consent to being cuddled. And this is, it was a lot easier pre-Me Too movement. know that. This yes. is, uh, yeah. Pre-Me Too you, movement. You go to people's apartments? Uh, apartments, offices, uh, park benches. No, uh, anywhere. Men and women? No, 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 no. It's, please. Uh, no. <laughs> how did it start? How did it start? Uh, how did it start? Like, when did it start? How did it start? Uh, look at me! I was a man with a plan, and uh, <laughs> I was I was on a mission. The, the, but how do you realize yeah, that us, you were a good cuddler? Yeah, take us through a cuddle. Take uh, us through a classic so, cuddle so, appointment. But I want to know when it started. Hold on. So, so it and tur- why? So I I cuddled with over ten thousand broads in, in my lifetime. Uh, this was five years ago. I'm probably you want to get to me tw- too. Women would. I I don't know what to call them today. They're going to get offended. <laughs> so I figured, you know what? Let's just. Go back to the 30s. They're, they're going to get upset at me anyway, so I may as well just you know use a pejorative <laughs> term. So take it a turn for the worst. Yeah, so <laughs> l- listen, as if I didn't oh you know isolate God. myself enough from the rabbi. Industry. Okay, so <laughs> so it it turns out that uh, I wound up uh, you know figuring all the I want to do God's work essentially. Yes, and I would uh, cuddle these women. A lot of them would be very lonely. Yes, a lot of them would be looking for attention. They would be looking for just companionship and it turns out you know they just want to be embraced and, and there's no words we you did just that cuddle. on remember 1-800 groom we had a cuddler because after after <laughs> you have sex with the girl you'd be like i don't want to cuddle and then boom you come in and take I, the it, cuddle it, it's funny i i don't even want to do the making love part that's dirty no we're doing that oh, i just yeah, got oh. you for the cuddle because yeah, yeah, i don't want to do that. Yeah, you're yeah. like a part-time a fill-in oh, like i a, i, I a love switch, it. Uh, like a closer well, in baseball so, so look at me lenny girl, girl i'm irresistible girls love me yes. you know it's uh you know uh you look at me you look at neil you know who they're choosing so it it it, tur- it turns out they they wanted to cuddle Coin and, toss. And, 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 and and it turns out like they actually want to do more so I said you know what let's just cuddle and we'll see where it goes knowing I wanted nothing to do with that other funny business right and and it turns out when you tell a girl you're not trying to better they go they, nuts they, they, they love it yeah because uh, they have low self-esteem low self-worth all these issues <laughs> i've uh, used it many times yeah daddy <laughs> daddy issues everything they they figure Just they could use cuddle. me to get back at their parents so it turns out that uh I said, I don't want to uh, sleep with you. And that would drive them to want to just, well, can't we just cuddle? Why right. And yeah. it turns out it's like, you know what? I could break a piece off for you. But that you got to go. You got to go to Texas. That would work. Wait, wait, let's go. Go wait, through wait, the night. You walk. You go through, walks the, in. go through the point. They call you. You make an appointment. You walk in and take. Is there an the, hourly charge yeah. for this? 
Oh, my, that's Minimal. so in, that's so insulting. <laughs> I don't know. That's understand. so insulting. <laughs> I don't know. That's this yeah, really how, Why is that insulting? How long do you cuddle? Do you, you cuddle be like charge <laughs> getting paid for cuddling? Yeah, do you time it? it like how do, do they you pay know, you? When you is pay it them. Over? <laughs> this is so many questions. Yeah. I guess like, I, just let them take us through go the, ahead. Take us through I just want to know. I, I still can't get out. So do I get paid for it or did I get paid? I I I feel I'm getting paid in the next world for my cuddling. I never got paid for this. I won't. I'm not a prostitute. Well, no, but that <laughs> I'm like a rabbi. A, it's like a therapy type service. Uh, yes, it so, is. I, I understand. Pay service. It's payment complicates. L- l- listen, it. I'll tell you like this. It is. I won't take money, but it is encouraged to bring snacks or like maybe some Mountain Dew or okay, something. Okay. You know, some uh, some beverage, some snacks, and it, it, you know, so I'd show up or they'd come to me or we'd meet places and you know they and you just hold them. Yeah, just you know, comfort like, them on a couch. Yeah, on the couch, standing okay, up, you know, uh, wherever. And and b- believe it or not, that you know, I've never, you know, been so happy. It, that was very fulfilling for me. But more importantly, it was fulfilling for for them. Let me just know? tell Neil yeah, yeah. that this you is, had a this, wait a second. There's a tape. He had yeah. a tape called Cuddle Star. You get like a DVD. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it because it's, oh, it's I'm very sure you com- do. This is this whole thing is very complex. There's so many great parts. It's, it's about it. over. I'm telling it's, you, it's, it's very called, serious. It's called Cuddle yeah. Star. It's over 75 minutes of uh, unedited, unadulterated. First of all, hot why is this not action? on Netflix? I, that, and maybe as a TV show, to be honest with you, this is like the greatest TV show premise I've maybe it, ever heard. It, 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 because There's it's no too words. Jewish. It's too Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> if you would just take the rabbi That's, out, yeah, you'd be there. It, it, instead of having the rabbi, you have a Latino Don't. kid, uh, transgender, playing uh, the cuddle star. Did people request that you dress a certain way or no? Uh, they they actually prefer I undress a certain way. That no, I I, I actually I always wore a cup because <laughs> right. I was a professional. I didn't want you know yeah. not for me, I was for them. Right. You know, I didn't want to be uncomfortable for them, and I would keep it professional. And, wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 backtrack. You wore a what? A, a cup. cup. A cup. Right, that, I still like have as a joke. Are you no, serious? No, no, in serious. case somebody rubbed against yeah. them, you didn't want to look. You know, I didn't like, want to be uncomfortable for them and a uh, professional. Okay. This makes sense. And, yeah, that and, seems like it would be uncomfortable for him. No, 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 no. I actually like a cup, a hard w- w- cup. W- 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 when uh, w- I was cuddling <laughs> yeah. with one girl and I told her sport. I was wearing a cup <laughs> and she, she's like, uh, a what? Yeah, said, exactly. And, and I said, it, you know, from when I played Little League, it still fit. Mm-hmm. And it turns out <laughs> I, I put it on and she, she looked at me and she said, that is the nicest, sweetest thing anybody's ever did. She said, <laughs> you could do to me whatever you want to do. And I said, I just want to cuddle, you know, right. and she's like, cuddle away. And it turns out we cuddled. <laughs> I have the, the DVD to, to prove it. You know, it's the first uh, sexless sex tape. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I know what you're thinking. It's 75 minutes and you're probably thinking, well, why did you just keep it at 75 minutes? And the first rule is you always want to keep people wanting more. So the, right. there was talks of doing a sequel, Cuddlingus, that was going to be the second one. <laughs> Cuddlingus. And, uh, you know, I had the togas and everything. And, All right. Uh, take, you know, the, take, the, us, through, wait, let me take just, us through your wildest cuddling <laughs> story. You got to have a story that went way off the yeah, rails. Yeah, did something go off I the mean, rails? You're with the, I once had a cuddle threesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with a with a, an oh. ex of mine's sister, okay, an and ex friend. and her friend, yeah, okay, and that that wait, an ex's sister and her friend, yeah, okay, that's little. Then then did the ex get a hold of that and didn't no, like, but I think the ex found out about it and wasn't amused. But you know, at that point, it's you know what I'm 
I'm the cuddle star. That's true. Yeah. I, what was the, the age range? I mean, is that cheating? A straight cuddle? Is that cheating? Is that uh, like crossing the line? I don't know. I well, I, I wasn't dating the the sister. <laughs> no, but for that girl. Well, there's nothing sexual about but it. But for that girl, if I if my if my wife goes and cuddles with you I, at this point i'm pretty happy about it because it's taking pressure off me yeah. but early on i'd be like what the fuck are you well if you're about? wearing a cup there's no cheating there's no you mm. know like, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but no it, okay. it, it, it wasn't i wasn't involved at the got time it. you know she just saw the goods and, and you got, was wait. there crying like a lot of people like broke down no, and cried like no. would they re- release this emotional thing no to there, some people? There, there was actually uh to be perfectly honest i didn't tell her this uh you know there were a lot of scented candles i was just more concerned about the house not I don't know why girls love scented candles. It's you know it's dangerous. It doesn't do anything for me. It's romantic. Well, how long does it? When do you know it's over the cuddle? Uh, I let them decide. And they, you, you'll cuddle all. You'll go all night if they don't. To me, it's all about the experience. It's you know, it's it's. I'm not looking at a clock. You know, it's not like uh, you know. You go into to a comedy club. It's like thirty seconds. When's this guy getting off? It's just it's so brutally painful sitting here. It's like just uh, it's it's like heaven. It's a slice of heaven. No texting. No cell phone during the cuddle. No, no, that's that's complete. And then you have all these people that try and charge for they're prostitutes. It's disgusting. I'm I was doing it, you know, to help people. Do you accept tips? No, I I accept. Uh, I'll take home the food if there's any like kush cake or like a babka. I like <laughs> banana crunch and cake. And you still get called the cuddle? But, uh, no, I'm you Retired. know I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really do that. And and also I figure I'm on the Kirk Cameron career path now, where uh you know it's you, you know you're He's that, and the then Lord. you find God. I'm yeah I'm doing uh, the Lord's work right. But you're now. not making heavy you, heavy duty Jewish content movies like he is. No, 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 no. You did make. There was a ton of Neil. You don't understand. This got huge. Press, no, right? I, I was I'm all not, over the world. I was in oh, China, I Russia. I'm not joking. To me, it's a Netflix show. A ten, I'd see yeah. a ten series, a guy that nope. cuddles, and boom, that's ten, ten episodes in ten seconds. Uh, I, I, I actually tried pitching a 22 episode. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, a great and, show. And I had a whole thing. I was trying to get Judd Hirsch attached to that's it and everything. Funny. But, it's, <laughs> you know, it may be T. Leone, but. You got to go yeah. again because now there's so much. Con- I mean, there's people that are looking yeah. for content. That's a funny. It's that, just, it's I think so you good. could put that as an, on any app. Yeah. yeah. Well, well maybe you know, it's. Uh, I I'd love to do that, but you know, I I don't see them uh, knocking down on on my door right now for mm-hmm. that. But I'd love to pitch it. Hey, you know, maybe we uh, uh, Leslie Jones uh, <laughs> wants to be in the Cuddle Star. I'll yeah. ask. Yeah. New York Magazine wrote a big article. It said creepy serial cuddler has already spooned ten thousand victims. Was that me? <laughs> yeah, that was probably about me. Yeah. I mean, but there was... They took liberties. You got that. a lot of press. He got a lot of press. Yeah, I can see it. And I so he China. maybe watched the tape. I watched the tape. Yeah. And it, he walks in the room. <laughs> girls in sweat suit, whatever. Lay, they lay down on the bed. And he Who cuddles with us. Oh, you know, New there York. was a camera in the Just room. Just a wide yeah. shot. But what it's a wide cha- shot. What, yeah. what the channel? It no, was already no. a video? There's no. a video. He made yeah. a video. It's it's like and the Kim Kardashian uh, making love tape. This Got was like the so same. It's, right now, it's just a documentary. It's a DVD. It's, you it's know, for yes. people but, to enjoy. But you know? Did you ever have any, like where you wanted to get out like bad smelling clients clients that got too frisky with you and you're like hey yeah, I gotta so, go so, so there are clingy cuddlers uh, very clingy <laughs> and it becomes very uncomfortable uh, with that 
Uh, you have to like, I have to go. Yeah, Sorry, this is not. Yeah, it, it becomes, uh, well, w- w- sometimes they just don't want to let go. And I feel like they want to escalate things because once again, mm. look at me, look at Neil. They're looking to party. Again, so, coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, but but I, I, on, on, on a positive note, though, yeah. uh, I just did. Because we're on a podcast, people can't see us. He looks a little bit like Brad Pitt. <laughs> so when you're downgrading me, I'm just a little bit, I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio. So, 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 so when it, when it, uh, when this whole cuddling thing, and even now with all the anti-Semitic attacks and all that stuff, I I actually uh, w- w- approached uh, some of the synagogues I have connections with, you know, through my rabbinical and chaplaincy work. I actually have something called cuddle combat, where it's using cuddling techniques for in combative situations, like oh, okay. like krav maga, you know, for like uh, yeah. close proximities, doing uh, you know uh, hand locks, leg sweep stuff like that, but using like big spoon, little spoon, oh, you know. I could see this on the front lines, like in Afghanistan. I think Hold so. on a yeah. second. Navy I'm SEALs. I, I actually, you cuddle them into submission. <laughs> the Navy SEALs fly in and yeah. just start cuddling yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, a friend of mine has the. Uh, ops, yeah. special ops, man. Yeah, security. No weapons and, needed. No. Nope. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I, I was a licensed security guard by the state of New York. I really do oh, have uh, the credentials to be a security guard, I and I was going to start my own uh, training. Uh, Very nice. I only have one more question. Only um, one. More? Only for this section. Sorry. Okay. Did yeah. the hashtag Me Too movement stop this? Stop the cuddling. And actually help the cuddling. Are you kidding? Really? Me? Yeah. At, no one feels like. First of all, guys are petrified to make a move on women. Now. Right. Guys are becoming gay just right. because, you know, they're scared <laughs> to ask women out on a date. Right. Uh, so it turns out like it, it's basically it's a feeding frenzy. It's, you know, I and, see. And, and also people feel like it's safe. They could come up to my hotel room at 11 p.m. And right. you know what's going to happen? Uh, we're Cuddling. Gonna, no, first we're going to raid the mini bar and put some <laughs> towels in my suitcase. And if there's any t- energy or time left, you know, maybe we'll do a little spooning action. Got it. But, but, but it turns out that women uh, women love me. And did you ever expand the business and have to hire more cuddlers? Oh, great handle, question. You couldn't handle the... Cause I mean, yeah. I what if about, you had two in one night? And a person I don't know about had, me and Lenny, but I mean, think about what you just said. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Business. It's not a business. Not it's a, a way business, of life. But you, you, <laughs> yeah. there's, in, you're in demand. You got to sometimes just get get an extra person. You're like, hey, Neil, I got it. Well, I got an address. For I, you I got an approach. I was going to do the Guinness Book of World Records in Times Square, like da- right. like David Blaine yeah. uh, in a uh, in a block oh. of ice. I was going to uh, compete for uninterrupted cuddling for a week straight. And I was going to have these. Yeah, what's uh, the record? There is no record. <laughs> Mike. Fa- well, I already have the record for uh, most women's spoon, you know, which I'm probably about like 12,000. I have to check my spreadsheet. You're in the Guinness book? No, no, no. Uh, okay. But but the, I had the energy. The I, I had energy drink sponsors, and I had online dating services oh, that I were going to send these. Uh, I love this the, idea. The, the, these women over. I'm not joking. I love. This oh, well, I, oh, I think I, it could be on like and MNN, you know, Manhattan Cable. I could just see him just just doing uh, this uh, and with sponsors. Neil, I'll He'd get make you the DVD. I'll show you what. I'll, what I'll go, watch go, it. go go on CuddleStar.com. You'll read a lot of. Uh, uh, it's what's pretty going amazing. On. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. I needed to let the audience hear that and the last corner we do a game called this that and the other thing i give you a choice of one of two things you could choose one of these two things or go off the board and pick one that you like okay very random okay wow okay. Yeah. so let's say netflix or showtime would you rather watch a show on netflix or showtime look at mike's w- face w- would i rather get shot with a shotgun or with a ar-15 mm, all right Netflix or show. I can do that one. 
Uh, Shotgun? Uh, you know what? <laughs> Being that I'm working on documentary, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, you know what? Showtime. I'd rather stick with Showtime. All right, there you go. that was that hard. Yeah, wow. okay. just because Showtime that's more has old Homeland, school. Old school. Yeah, Homeland just came out. Did you see it? I did. I, I don't even was know what good? these are. It's good. They just released one at a time. They're, they I'm I'm on the first two already. Yeah, I didn't. I remember I watched it. Good. Is no, eight's for, enough still on? I love eight is enough. Yeah, I love <laughs> no. Dick Van Patten. It just oh, went off good. last fall finally oh, okay. after thirty. It, it didn't get picked up. <laughs> it didn't get picked up. <laughs> Not even a thirteen. Nothing. No. no. Yeah. Um, Neil, Showtime, Amazon Prime. I mean, Netflix, Netflix. Showtime. Netflix. I mean, I still I have to admit Netflix is pretty exciting still. Netflix I mean, it is takes you still pretty to, exciting. It takes you a while to find the content and and just. The only flaw of the whole thing is that you do have to, you know, there's an extra move there. You just can't turn on the TV and turn it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do have you to flip to, to your Netflix. Apple TV or flip to that. And that's still. No, actually on, on they've made it a channel now yeah, so, on but Verizon. Still, so. It's not like content just comes up. You still have to click on that show. That's yeah. the only delay. That's true. See, but it's pretty quick. See, you see the difference between Netflix and Showtime. The reason why you stuck with Showtime is Netflix, You, it, it's an ocean. It's a wide sea. Showtime, there's only X amount of shows on, on their network. So on Netflix, it's easier to get lost and mixed in with other It's a good garbage. question. Well, let me stay with that. You could have gone off the board and said like oh, a yeah, network. Yeah. So if I give you any network, network. Where, would you, where would you go? Uh, Pick uh, like your dream network. NBC. There you go. Okay. Cool. What about you? Well, you know that NBC's uh, starting an app, Peacock. Listen, they all hate Jews. All these networks. (laughs) They hate Jews and white heterosexual males. So it's which is the lesser of evil. Oh, they they don't even care. You could be making them zillions of dollars. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, um, on Twitter, I I saw you had a picture with a yarmulke on. Oh, that's not going to play well in uh, South Florida. We're going to cancel your show now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. Um, exercise bike, like a Peloton. Oh, you didn't choose. Should oh, I chose. Netflix? I think I'm gonna go. Oof. I think I'm gonna too. go Netflix because you know the boss is on Netflix. So yeah, they've been nice to me. That's very. Oh, very yeah, smart. oh, uh, is Leslie listening to this? I don't know if she's listening to this. Oh, then Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> um, exercise bike or. Bike outside, so like a peloton. My wife is killing for a peloton, and or a bike yeah. outside. I bike outside. My wife would kill for a peloton. Any thoughts? You have a bike, right? Yeah, I mean, I do both. At the when I work out, I do the peloton type bike. I don't know the whole peloton workout does. Which look would kind you of prefer? Fun. So no, I mean, really, I, you could do it. More, I don't want to be yelled at by the lady. I on mean, the I'm not working out on my bike ride around Central Park. Right, it's not a workout. So if I'm going to work out, out, I'm going to use a peloton. Well, you look very buff, so it's, I was wondering yeah. what. what the yeah, no, I, <laughs> I don't know if he's <laughs> cuddle worthy that yeah. body, but you never no, know. He's, yeah, he's, uh, Mike. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go off the board. I like those little, uh, hand grips. Oh, okay. And Which jumping one? jacks. They're, they're like these, uh, <laughs> tension grips. Oh, the that tension hand- grip for your hand. Yeah. I like oh, those. that's your workout. Is yeah, that yeah, yeah. I break a right sweat here? with those. This yeah. right here. Oh, I thought you were going to say tricycle. No, no, no. No, I, I, <laughs> a bicycle. I, I actually hate bicycles. Uh, really? All these bike people in the city, I, I, I wish the worst for them. I shouldn't say that. The city but, bike. Oh, the, the city bikes people. It, it, they're out in the winter. They, they took up all the parking spots. Right. You have 9 million bicycles. It's actually more dangerous. You have a better chance of getting yeah. hit and run over by a bicycle than you do by a car. That they could actually, be right. They actually made it. You can't get from your car to the sidewalk without risking getting run over. And then people... Cars aren't going on the sidewalks. No, bicycles. Well, aren't. I I wouldn't mind the bicycles so much here in New York if they were bicycles. Now they're like rockets. They yeah. have like you know they 
they soup up these bikes. They have like a no, I those don't even are what to call not, them like electric bikes. Those come zooming by. They almost yeah. get killed flying. And they're always going through the wrong, intersections. They're always going the wrong way in the bike lanes because yeah. they're just delivering food. It's crazy. Yeah. No, it's, it's kamikaze. You're it's gonna get killed by one of those people. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's do the next one. Uh, tissues. It's it's uh, flu season. A lot of you have coronavirus now. So, <laughs> would you rather have like like the Kleenex soft? Do you have a favorite brand of tissues? Really, this question. Kleenex soft with lotion, no lotion. Off the board. Where are you going with this? I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying I don't like the Kleenex with lotion because I can't clean my glasses. I'm scared to shake your hand after this. Where, where's your mind been? <laughs> you mean now, with the aloe or whatever? They call yeah, it? the it's aloe, whatever. Yeah. Uh, any of that shit I hate. I go just soft, Kleenex soft. That's my tissue. Just give me a tissue without uh, the shit. Anything? You don't use like a schmata? Like a, no, like no. a handkerchief? You have a handkerchief that's the most disgusting? <laughs> boy, you're not that throwback. No, no, I know no. No, <laughs> no boy, actually, oh, I do boy. have a, a bunch. No. I, Even I, when I was a kid, somebody <laughs> handed me, like, like my grandmother. Hand me a handkerchief. You might, as well I was go, like, you might as well go all in on everything throwback. I, Your workouts throwback with I, the hand grip. Everything you do is throwback. I, I, well, true. I actually use uh, the uh, exercise. I actually use hand <laughs> towels from the St. Regis. Oh, nice. Because they're very thick ply towels. And every, I'll, you know, when I'm walking by there, I just go into the restroom. I tell them I'm staying there. And then I just take like a whole handful. <laughs> And then I bring them back. So every time I'm in Midtown, I just go in, take some, bring them back. That's your handkerchief? Yeah, be, because the tissue is like too thin, you right. you know, and it breaks apart in your hand. Ugh. Do they say St. Regis on them? Yeah, they say St. Regis oh, on them. And then I have another place, but I'm not going to mention where because, you know. Well, Waldorf you know, Astoria? No, because I'm, <laughs> well, I'm scared your millions of listeners will go in there, you know, just, just uh, make a beeline. Just and say it. it. It's it's in a uh, someone I know's corporate office. Oh, okay. They yeah, have like uh, sweet town. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm always like, well, oh. where do you put it? You got to hide in your backpack. I mean, no, no, no. pocket so, square because of your fancy jackets. So, so I'm always worried that there's going to be cameras. So you have to do this before you exit the bathroom. I see. So, so you you shove them in your pockets, and you always like I wear a baggy coat, you know, with inner lining pockets. So they mm-hmm. just think it's a down pocket when really I'm walking off like with like a month's supply of. Uh, as, as a rabbi, oh, and also the Pen Club has, uh, but it has the Pen logo on it, so people think I I went to Penn State. So there's like an upside. As a know. rabbi, is that a good idea to steal things? It's I mean, it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's well, how stealing. is that not stealing? It's because it's for public consumption. It's to use, and I'm using it. They mm. don't say when you have to use it. Oh, oh you want a souvenir <laughs> from your bathroom? Break and and, and if anything, if anything, stealing to me. they're stealing from me because Why? I'm giving them free it's advertising. <laughs> people Everywhere are like, oh, that's uh, those are beautiful towels. Oh, when my kid's older, maybe I'll send him to Warden now. They call that know? spin doctoring, I think, a little bit. But all right, let's go to the next one. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you wax poetic on this. I'm gonna let you weigh in third, Mike. Okay. Okay. F- Neil Kimmel, Fallon, Colbert. <laughs> like what do I like watching or what? Yeah, which what one do you want to do, do? Go ahead, either one. I'll take it. Either I one. mean, lately we're just all in on Colbert. Colbert, yeah, Colbert. because it has a political. That's shit the one I, I have. I can't get enough of the political. So we're always watching that for a good take on the you know the craziness that is. Well, Kimmel's Trump. Gary Greenberg, and I always liked him. Fallon, I did the show, so that's probably he's got a lead. And Colbert kind of fucked me out of that show. So yeah. how did that? What happened? I was supposed to do it, and then they pulled the plug. Why? Don't nobody knows. Too Jewish? Apparently. <laughs> one, one second, they pull the plug on you? Yeah, it's a kind of a weird story. I'll tell you after. No, tell tell us now. No, the story was I was booked. She said, "Yeah, you're you're in." And then I had my wedding, and then I said, "I'll do it after my wedding" because I wanted to just you know just get that out of the, you know not yeah. get it out of the way, but I mean go on the honeymoon, be <laughs> relaxed, come back, do the show. Came back, Trump won the election, and I don't know if they changed formats or, but at that point it was like. 
I don't know, other people started doing it. And so I'm like, what happened? And then I would start to get less emails back. Oh, no, it's it's a, it's a go, blah, blah, blah. And then little by little, didn't happen. So wow. the booker well, can suck Well, they definitely it. changed the show. It was they changed well, the show, but I don't think... You mean struggled. it got unfunnier? <laughs> How's that no, possible? No, it actually got, it got funny. They really struggled at first. They, I, they, they, they sh- they they're struggling now. They couldn't figure it out, so then he went all in on he, the He's stuff. a one-trick pony. It's a, Kimmel, you, Fallon, Colbert. You want to know something? I, I have no chance of getting on any of them. Yes. Uh, so screw them all. Each one's unfunnier than the next. <laughs> I see. And, and we're going to go in order. <laughs> Uh, so, so oh, Colbert, and, 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 I don't care. Well, what are yeah. they going to do? They're no, nobody's. No, like they, listen, when Trump's out of office, they're, they're going to be canceled, all of them, because they're one trick ponies. That's yeah. all they have. Uh, so it turns out that Colbert is horrible, uh, horrific. And I know people that have been on it. I know yeah. people that were supposed to be on and then weren't on it. Right. Uh, you, I just told you that. So I know. The show, you're right. The show was going to get canceled. The, they were in a lot of trouble. And Trump was the biggest blessing in the world because everybody would tune in just to, for the frustration of Trump. So instead of knocking Trump and trying to get him out of office, he should be begging and praying that Trump gets reelected because he has four more years. Oh, yeah. But to quote the great Mike Savage, uh, liberalism is a mental disorder. So he's he, he's going <laughs> to try and bite the hand that feeds him. So oh, let him go hang himself with his own noose. So, so but, is he the top? And no, then he, he's horrible because when you're so, choosing Colbert. No, out of the three? Saying, so, so, so for. <laughs> Let me go on my rant. So, Colbert, okay. so, so, so I'll give you another thirty seconds. Okay, it's, this has been this is deep. Yeah, second, we like to talk. What, what, this has been dug what, in what, for what, a long what, time. One second. So, 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 so Colbert also, uh, you know, it, it's a one-trick pony. It's, when you're tuning in, you know what where the punchline's going to be. So, it, there, there's no element of surprise there. So, it's a waste. Uh, Kimmel, he basically told half the country, "Go screw yourself. If you voted for Trump, we don't want you uh, listening and watching, and I don't care if I lose supporters." So, which is the fundamental rule of, of performing. Why tell half your audience just to tune out? Like, if I'm an advertiser, I, I'd want to kill him. So, and Kimmel is a likable, funny guy, which I don't understand. But I, after he told me to go screw myself, screw him. Okay. Th- th- then, you, then you have Fallon, who I actually think is the most talented of them all. And he is a genuinely nice guy and a funny guy. But his writing staff is absolutely atrocious. And I know that for a fact because I know some of the writers Well, he there. went all in on Trump, too. He started bashing Trump, y- y- too. Yeah, but he doesn't believe that. And you could tell that by his eyes. And when, when, Colbert is foaming at the mouth, and so is Kimmel. Fallon's just reading lines. He's mailing in the show. Because he's, he's a, more of a neutral performer. He doesn't want to Fallon could, So Fallon between the three, less. Kimmel, Fallon, Alan Colbert, you taking Seth Myers? For what? <laughs> Which For, is your choice? To, to what? To I watch? don't know. Any of them. None. T- 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 take them where? And who None did the old timers? T- take like? them out to the woods and uh, punch them in the face. <laughs> who, do, who do the old timers? Jack yeah, Parr. Like? Is Mike Douglas still on? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> who do they like? Who is their guy? Yeah, Mer- Merv. Everyone loved Merv. Merv. Merv was the best. Uh, no, now who do they like? Do they now? like any anybody? No, they don't watch any of the stuff. It's garbage. Okay. It's all trash. I want to do one more with you. Very yeah. important. Okay. Uh, you you, you want to get me kicked off? Uh, or <laughs> you pretty much destroyed most of his career. What else you got left? I don't know. I only have one joke. I only. Craig Ferguson and Casey. Or what about Conan? Throw Conan into the mix. Another winner. Okay, so (laughs) no, I want to do one more. This he should go back to writing for Simpsons. Okay, Jackie Mason. Was Conan ever good? Uh, Yeah, when he was canceled. Yeah. Okay. When Leno replaced him, that's one. Another winner, Leno. Jackie Mason. Pony or Eddie Murphy. For what? For comedy. 
Comedy. I can't even believe you mentioned them in the same sentence. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Are you kidding me? All right. They, 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 that's insulting. Why don't you ask me again if I charge to cuddle again? What? Yeah. Can I tell my Jackie Mason story? Go ahead. Yeah. I never, I end it. Uh, my Jackie Mason yeah. story. And the, and I was waiting tables and I waited on Jackie Mason. I was doing comedy. Yep. And so I go, I go, Jackie, can you give me some advice on comedy? He's like, however he talks, I won't do his accent. Or well, I'll do it. So he goes, yeah, I'll give you advice. Half the room will like you, and the other half will hate you. Now give me a cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's awesome. All right, that's how we end that. Um, so that's the four corners. And Mike, I think I told you that the way we end the show is one good thing or one bad thing of the week. You know, you could be one, the other, or both. Mine is uh, we got back from we went to Aruba, did that gig. Uh, go ahead, take your shot at Ray Allen for I love, Aruba. I, I love Ray Allen. So this is your bad thing? No, this is my good thing oh, of the week. Okay. We loved it. You know, it's, we did you relax? It's, we did relax. It you know, like it's on the, the beach. Same. You this audience yeah. is kind of your audience. You but should how try can and get you relax with the show like here the whole day. It's weighing on you. You mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You just sort of tune it out until about you know eight o'clock. And then you start to get a little antsy. Seven eight o'clock. So it's not that the big day, a deal. You go to the beach or you go to the beach. Beach. We and went you to the grab beach. a book. They have a big palat, what they call palapas. It's like these big, you know, palm trees you're sitting under. And you, yeah, I'm gra- I'm reading my phone. I'm reading a book. Gina's and that's relaxing. You're like this relaxing. is relaxing. And then we go into the water for a little while. I get my little. Work. And are you writing bits? No, he's I'm robbing the cleaning not. cart. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you <laughs> know, unattended. We go to lunch. Yeah. We you know have lunch to the. Okay. We go a little that does lunch. Sound relaxing. You know, an acai bowl. Yeah. Little fruit. Yeah, it was really relaxing. And then so four days then then. It was amazing. Then we How came many back shows? And, uh, just one a night for four nights. I did Monday to Thursday. E- easy Got audiences? Or? Uh, they're older. This oh, Mike, Mike Fine. Crowd. Yeah, Mike he Fine Crown. So you know he wore suits. So like, take that. I want to say they were like, Didn't yeah, you put a suit on no, or a coat? 55 to 80 maybe? I thought you put a, a couple coat. couple of guys with 92. Those are my people. That's yeah. a little young for me. Yeah. Well, you wore a coat to that no, show. no. It's too hot. Everybody's oh. cash. It's but, cash. By the way, I just want to reiterate again. I know you'll get to the questions. I can't tell the audience enough what a big Lenny Marcus. He is the funniest, <laughs> most brilliant. I, I love, so I could watch him you perform. Can, you can do the podcast anytime. You, don't Mike, really have you to can say always say come yeah. back. Yeah. Much, I'm being we, you can do it every I, day. I get into an <laughs> argument with people. Well, when, when you get hired to perform a show, okay, you performed there last year. They want you to come back. They love you so much. Uh, but don't do a single joke that you did the year. We want an entire brand new hour from right. you. And it, like I always discuss this with, with other comedians, it's the same thing. Simon and Garfunkel. You go and see them. Oh, you know what? You did. I know the boxer. Give me some new obscure <laughs> stuff. You know, I don't want to listen to Cecilia and Mrs. Ru- so, but but I could listen to Lenny do his material over and over and over again because it's very it's so sharp and so smart and his delivery his likability it's like music it's very uh, you should well watch all the stuff and you could go uh, contact Mike Fine Comedy to buy one of Lenny's CDs <laughs> that's true Mike let's sell my CDs after his show Neil one good thing one bit thing of the week well I didn't go to Aruba but I went to Altoona Oh, oh so my that's, condolences! Uh, that's, uh, Name drop. That was a uh, not. A, that was I actually liked it for the first time ever since we've been down there. Besides the squirrels, really, around. you had a good time. There's I know. I, I didn't have a good time. I was only there one day. I was just <laughs> checking on the house, and and we have this house in Altoona. So I, and nothing. It usually there's leaks everywhere and yeah. shit everywhere. So All I did was when I walked in, I heard the squirrels going crazy in the house. Around, and they're in the <gasps> house. But other than that, I could. 
Other than that, it was okay. No leaks. No, okay. Nothing happened. So I say that's a good thing. All right. Good and thing. it was relaxing. Mike, one good you thing. You have a house in a house. Oh, yeah. Do, yeah, do, do you need to you're borrow money? You're welcome to use it anytime. Or you, uh, no, you're welcome you're to stay there. You're welcome to sell it for him. <laughs> yeah. To some oh, okay. big bidder. Uh, well, if, maybe if next time I pass up a show on Shabbat, I could get that sealed. There you go. Uh, yeah, uh, the, the highlight of my week would probably be uh, uh, getting myself uh, uh, blackballed from every major network. Uh, this, late, from this show? From this podcast. <laughs> no, no. This is... The, the highlight of, of my week. I oh, really, really I enjoy spending time it's with Mike Marcus and uh, and yeah. Neil. And uh, no, this is the the highlight of. Uh, well, of we my appreciate week. that, Mike. Yeah. And you're very candid, and you came in and uh, gave it to us straight. We have I have a billion more questions, but that's how we do it. Mike Fine is. We're going to end with well, a cuddle, well, maybe, a group cuddle, well, group maybe, cuddle. Yeah, we. Well, could, well maybe you, you'll uh, go through another 382 uh, guests before uh, <laughs> circling back to me. It's like when you run out of open micers in New what? York, you know, you can hit up LA. I try to book Mike Fine. Mike Fine yeah. goes out of town a lot on his little excursions. You got a million things going on. You got rabbi things. You got old people things. You got uh, cuddling things. You got girl things. And you're my first rabbi to promise to put me in the book, just uh, so you know. Oh, a hundred percent. Why don't you tell uh, uh, the audience listening where I won't be performing at? I won't be at Westside Comedy Club this weekend. <laughs> you won't I'm, be at the cellar. I'm not going to be at the won't cellar be at ever. New York. Definitely not stand up New York. You could probably not catch me at Broadway Comedy Club the following week. And it's, uh, MikeFineComedy.com. Go find him. He's amazing. Uh, Twitter at the Cuddle Star. Is that still your Twitter? I think and so. And do you have an Instagram? Or yes, is it at CuddleStar uh, underscore NYC? Uh, 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 Mike Fine Comedy. Mike Fine Comedy. Go follow Mike Fine. Yeah, it, that he was is amazing. Thank uh, you so he's much. a true original in this business. He's a throwback to the old days. He will write you, like, if you have a birthday party or something, like, I go to him to go, what do you think about what do I do for. These very specialized shows. So if you have, if you want him to come in and roast you, if you want to come in, and, uh, you know, make fun of your family during your birthday or working material for that thing, this is the guy. Or if you're a to Fortune 500 CEO, or yeah, Fortune 500 CEO you athlete, you know, anything that you have to do, speaking engagement. And God knows, hire a these, guy. All these people need help now because it's all online. Absolutely, but, everything is online. Ted, Everything's video. TED Talks. I've been helping a lot of people with TED Talks. Oh, another yeah. one. Perfect. Big business. Mike, yep. come back. Don't wait 122 shows. Right. Thank right. Get that book done. Get that book Yeah, done. get that. We, I want to read that book. Yeah, and say hi to Jackie for me. All right. Bye, you guys. <laughs>